Who are the biggest dynasty buys for the Panthers and the Saints this offseason? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Locked uh, of Locked On Dynasty. It's brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players if they score more or less in their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. With promo code locked on, that is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. She is Kate Magic. Follow her on Twitter at Kate, uh, at Kate Magic. Kate, what's going on? Uh, I think I'm feeling a little bit better than you are today, Marcus. Our thoughts are all with you and uh, Cowboys Nation following your loss. But, uh, you know, I, I think we've still got a lot of uh, four really good teams in contention for the Super Bowl, which is really crazy. I feel like every year there feels like there's like one oddball that kind of sneaks in or like teams that don't feel overly exciting, but I'm very much excited for the teams that we've seen advance to the AFC and NFC championships Uh, on the AFC championship side. We get the Bengals, we get the chiefs. It's a repeat of last year's AFC championship feels like this is not going to be the last time we see these two teams uh, fight in the AFC championship. That's going to be a good one. But like, you know, on the other side, uh, you've got the 49ers and the Eagles, like both teams with really good offenses and really good defenses. Like, I don't know what to expect next week, but I'm excited. It does feel like these are the best four teams in football, right? I mean, obviously in the NFC, it's the number one and the number two seed. In the AFC, it's the number one and the number three seed. Um, I, I don't know how you can complain. I think we're going to get some awesome football next week. But my question for you, Kate, after watching all four of these games, what was your biggest dynasty takeaway uh, from Saturday and Sunday? Uh, it's got to be that Joe Burrow is uh, like just a – tried and true winner. I I feel like he's the biggest winning uh, asset walking out of this weekend. Like I, Joe Burrow has been kind of an interesting case study, right? Like he's not a, uh, you know, like a rushing quarterback. He doesn't have that sort of, uh, you know, traditional Konami code dual ability. We know he can run, but that's not the primary function of why his game works. It's his brain. And I think he showcased so well, in the divisional round, the decision-making, the, um, the just the ability to kind of be unfazed. Uh, you know, he moved around the pocket super well, uh, always kept his head looking down the field. And guess what? It, like, always found an open guy. Um, I think my take here is that it, Joe Burrow is really that dude. He outplayed Josh Allen by miles. And miles and miles. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's hard not to be impressed with Burrow. I actually thought he played almost a perfect game yesterday. He threw for 242 yards and two touchdowns. He had another one that he threw to Jamar Chase, which I still kind of <clears> think <throat> is a touchdown. 
uh, that got taken. Got called up back. That was yeah. rude. Yeah, uh, he ran for ran for thirty yards in this game. It, again, the, the weather was awful, and yet it didn't really matter. It, he was incredible. For me, Kate, it's it's Brock Purdy. Like you look at the numbers for Brock Purdy, they are not fantastic. Nineteen of twenty nine, two hundred and fourteen yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Well, what I came away from this game is. It wasn't like there were receivers running wide open and he was just hitting them. Uh, he made some really tough throws in this game, like uh, you know, getting outside the pocket, throwing the ball to George Kittle, who wasn't even supposed to be in route, uh, finding guys you know open in, in in little spots in the field. Like it really does feel like Brock Purdy is going to be the 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 guy going forward. And I know we talk about this a lot, but. I think Brock Purdy in this offense has a chance to put up QB one numbers any single week that he's uh, starting for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I definitely think this was kind of a a, um, a nice showcase of uh, not just like the the physical tools, like you said, the stat sheet, nothing to be impressed by, but like mentally um, just seemed like this moment wasn't too big for him. Uh, exactly. And when things yes. weren't working, it didn't, it didn't, you know, shake a few things loose. Like uh, I think one of the most interesting things is like you said, they didn't have receivers running wide open all over the field. Uh, there was a stat circulating, I believe it was from the wild card round where, you know, on average uh, these receivers uh, in San Fran were averaging almost five yards of separation. Um, yesterday per next gen stats, Debo Samuel averaged zero yards of separation. Juwan Jennings, 2.5. Brennan Ayuk, 2.19. George Kittle, 1.89. That, like, they, they did not have that same separation that we saw in the previous week and mm. still found a way to get it done. It just wasn't as pretty. But I, I think that's, you know, we don't necessarily need pretty football to be good football. Yes. And, and Brock Purdy's probably here to stay. It's just one of those games where the stats are not fantastic, but he didn't hurt the 49ers, and he seemed like he did make big play after big play. I Go back and watch like the last two drives of this game. Kyle Shanahan had him throwing the ball on second and third down when they're trying to run out the clock, and he's making fantastic throws to, to Brandon Ayuk on third and medium and to Christian McCaffrey. It's just you see this trust with, with Shanahan in Purdy, and that's – Great news for us uh, Dynasty uh, owners long-term. Let's talk uh, – okay, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the Panthers and the Saints, more of this NFC South, uh, and some of the Dynasty offseason things we're looking forward to. Today's show is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. 
That means if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Lockdown NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and on Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes, Lockdown NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Kate, let's talk about those Carolina Panthers. Um, We could talk – let me ask you this. Who's the most valuable dynasty asset on this team? I think it's pretty easy here. Um, so from the 2022 season, I'm going to be honest, Marcus, it's probably not who you're going to say. I, I don't know. Asking you going forward, right? Cause I think going forward is what we're trying to do here. So for me, um, I actually think I'm going to roll with Deontay Foreman. Oh, all right, cool. So here. here's the thing. De- like I had a whole spiel pe- prepared. Um, Deontay Foreman uh, was clearly the MVP for fantasy in this team in the 2022 season. He's a free agent this year, but Marcus, I am curious. What do you think about the possibility of the Panthers bringing him back uh, for maybe another one year, two year deal? Um, His initial contract for this season was a one year, $2 million contract. That's you're going to take that all day. Right. And I don't think, Deontay Foreman did enough necessarily to earn himself one of these big boy uh, contracts that's going to compete with some of the bigger name free agents on the market this year. Um, Let's talk about what Deontay Foreman did, because I feel like it's super underrated following Christian McCaffrey's departure this year via trade to the 49ers. He ranked third in rushing yards in the NFL, only behind Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Average 4.6 yards per attempt. Averaged 3.3 yards after contact per attempt, which is sixth most among running backs. He had the eighth most forced missed tackles. Tied for the sixth most run of 10 or more yards. Second most runs of 15 or more yards. Like, he did everything he asked you, or everything these Panthers asked him to. Um, I don't know. The more I'm diving in this offseason, the more it feels like, Deontay Foreman could be the best value in Carolina period. Again, question mark, will they bring him back? I feel like they'd be silly not to with the success they found in the second half of the season. But um, I think he's a screaming buy and you're going to have to buy him before he ends up inking an extension or, you know, another contract with this team because I mean, he can perform as an RB one any given week. I agree. Um, I think Foreman is probably my biggest dynasty buy here just because you're right. For, for all the numbers that you mentioned, I still think the most valuable asset is DJ Moore. I know he had a down of year. Course. But you it know, feels like we say this about DJ Moore every single year. I know he had a down year. Well, I mean, the last three years, it was 1,215 yards, 1,215 yards, 1,205 yards, right? So, like, pretty consistent. This year, with a lot of change at the quarterback play, he saw his catch percentage drop, only had 941 yards, did see a little bit more in the touchdown department, seven touchdowns this year. He's 25 years old, and he's he has three seasons of 1,200 yards under his belt, 
two other seasons of at least 900 yards. Like, I think we just kind of know what he is at this point. We know what he is, Marcus, but like, here's the issue with me is over the last three seasons, right? He's had just three games of 25 or more fantasy points in full PPR formats. Like, we know what he is. He's an amazing, amazing, very talented wide receiver, but he's never finished any higher than wide receiver 16 in any given season. It feels like for a wide receiver of, uh, you know, the caliber that you mentioned, obviously he's very young. Um, I would love to see him get an opportunity with like a, a quarterback that can provide him maybe some more stability. Did see a little bit of that um, towards the end of the season, week 12, uh, through 17 had three wide receiver at one top 12 weeks, but we also know he's like really volatile and that's, it's hard to get on board with, right? Like, yeah. cause you know, you're going to have to pay up cause people are, people are holding on to that, but you know, in his active years and his five seasons, he's finished as a top 12 wide receiver in less than 20% of his active games. I wonder if there's a chance that DJ Moore could be a guy that gets moved this off season. I mean, we'd all love that. That would, yeah, that would be great. There's just so many teams out there that need receivers. And I just wonder if DJ Moore is a realistic possibility. I know the contract stuff is a little wonky and it would be maybe tough for them to trade him. Um, But at the same time, Somebody's going to offer you a first round pick plus for DJ Moore. Maybe he does get moved and maybe a change in scenery is what he needs to take off as a fantasy player. We saw it with AJ Brown this year, right? Like we know how AJ Brown had some really nice years with Tennessee. He goes to an offense that just throws the ball more down the field and boom, we have a top five wide receiver. Maybe that's what DJ Moore needs to realize his potential. Yeah. I like, I, I love DJ Moore. I love the talent. I love watching him play football. It's just, as a fantasy manager, Marcus, it's really, really been tough sledding. He's been a wide receiver three or worse in over 60% of his games over the last two seasons. The floor has been really kind of low for a guy that you think of as this PPR machine. I think, again, the talent is there, but it also feels like I have this conversation every single offseason. Like, Maybe DJ Moore gets traded. Maybe they figure out the quarterback position. And when that happens, DJ Moore is going to be a lock for wide receiver one production rest of his career. And I'm kind of getting sick of having this conversation. Like, I get it. I get it. Uh, any other, any other thoughts on the Panthers before we move on? Um, You know, I, this, again, this is kind of just an offense that like, you don't really, I think want to buy that much stock in, but I, I still I'm shouting out Deontay Foreman as the best dynasty buy, even though he's a free agent, I might not technically count for this segment here. It's just really hard to, to know how to feel about this offense until we see what they do at quarterback, right? Because if it's Sam Darnold, I feel like Sam Darnold's probably the safest option to come back. And he had some nice moments in the second half of the year, but I don't think he's adding any value to the offense if it's listen I think they could actually do worse than Sam Darnold we saw that this year with Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker but you would like to see them get an upgrade right somebody that can make Terrace Marshall look good that can use some of these other options in the passing game whether it's Tommy Tremble or Ian Thomas or Shai Smith or whatever 
find a quarterback that can raise the, the, the ceiling of this offense. It feels like it's been the same thing for the last several years for the Panthers. What are they doing at quarterback? Until then, I'm probably not buying anybody on this offense. Yeah, it, it's just been it's been a team of what ifs, and that's a really hard hard way to build your dynasty roster on Absolutely. what ifs. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the Saints. All right, Kate. We'll let you know. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. And we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because there's so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers right now. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Again, $150 in free bets when you place a $5 bet. All you have to do is sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Um, like this week, I kind of like the Chiefs and the Eagles to win outright, both number one seeds to get to the Super Bowl. You can make that bet on FanDuel right now if you want to. All It's all on an app that is super safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, let's talk about the Saints. Um, One of the more fascinating teams in the NFL because they have talent. Do they have a quarterback? I I don't know. most valuable dynasty asset on this team right now. It's Chris Olave. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Like I I mean this team this team is really fascinating, honestly. The the production we saw out of Chris Olave without uh, you know, outstanding quarterback play this year, pretty fantastic. He finished a year seventy two catches, over a thousand receiving yards, four touchdowns. Uh, this team was kind of just weird. Like 22nd in points scored among NFL teams, 19th in total yards, but somehow ranked top 10 in yards per play. Like they, they have a lot of pieces, Marcus. Like they have a lot of uh, interesting, talented assets. And I I don't know what to make of them, but I do know the biggest takeaway is that Chris Olave is the star of this team. Um, he, you know, I, I think, interestingly like we're probably gonna see i don't know what who's your vote for current rookie uh, uh offensive rookie of the year who do you think's gonna get it garrett wilson see i agree and i think it needs to go to chris alave personally yeah, it's hard to be hard hard to argue against alave was awesome this year alave was just so so talented and i mean this was just the beginning again without necessarily having a um you know, a, a lot of stability within this offense. The issue with Chris Olave, you do have to be willing to pay up. Like he's, uh, he's a top end dynasty asset right now. Um, finishes the wide receiver uh, 24 in full PPR leagues, um, played 15 games this season, had just two games of 20 or more fantasy points. So the ceiling wasn't super high, but I think watching him, Marcus, like watching the actual games, um, might be more impressive than looking at like his fantasy metrics necessarily. Oh, 
Yeah, I agree. I, Alave is one of my favorite receivers to buy this offseason. I don't even really care what the price is. He just he's so rock solid. Um, so I bet now the question is for for me is who is the guy from this offense that you're gonna try to get other than Alave? Is, is there anybody else here that's intriguing to you? Uh, because I mean, Michael Thomas is you know his value has fallen to the floor. Alvin Kamara looked like a shell of himself this year. Uh, any any of the quarterbacks? What do you think? <laughs> uh, this is really hard, Marcus. Um, honestly, I think if if you you know are literally forcing me to buy one other player, like just literally, just it has to be forced because I'm not gonna, I'm not just gonna uh, shoot this name off willy nilly, but. Um, what about Taysom Hill? Like I, I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> it feels uh, it feels really gross, but again, Taysom Hill and the ambiguity they have with how they want to use him. Like he's 32 years old, um, but right now he's sitting on average ranking on Dynasty League Football as tight end 37. Tight end 37. Um, now I, you can make the case maybe for Juwan Johnson. He's also um, he's 26 years old, so he's not like a a spring chicken. But that is the time we usually see uh, these tight ends start to sort of take form. Juwan Johnson was very. Yeah. Um, I want to take a stab on one of these tight ends if I'm forced to, but I also think Taysom Hill's probably the less flashy, less expensive version that might be. Um, you know, flex worthy on any given week because of his usage as a rusher. I'm just keeping an eye on Michael Thomas for me, because (laughs) I know that the numbers over the last three years are pretty brutal. Last 2020, 2021, 2022, 56 catches for 609 yards and three touchdowns. He only played three games this year. It feels like some kind of move is going to happen here. There's no guaranteed money left on his contract. And I just wonder if the Saints, because they're out of draft capital and all that kind of stuff, look to move them to one of these teams like the Giants or the Ravens or maybe the Cowboys who liked them pre-draft looking for a number two receiver. We know he's really talented. We know that he can. he's one of the best route runners in the league. It doesn't really cost you anything to go get Michael Thomas right now. I, I think I'm willing to buy at his current price and just hope that he can finally be healthy for one season. I mean, I think that's fair. Like in those three games that he played this season, Marcus, 16 catches, 171 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Like he gave you plenty of reason to think, oh, maybe he can still play the wide receiver position when he came in. Um, And unfortunately he left, I think this is a player that very much feels like he would benefit from like a fresh start. Um, you know, he was, he was a Drew Brees guy. And I think now that that era is over, um, I, I don't know that his heart's uh, necessarily fully invested in this team. Cause it, it feels like a shell of the saints that once, once played. So I, I think this is, uh, he's an interesting buy. I've banged the trash cans for, Michael Thomas, and it feels like I was just almost out. I don't know. I just, maybe I'll maybe I'll send a couple. Out. What's the most you'd be willing to send for Michael Thomas right now? I probably wouldn't give up a draft pick, but I think I would trade 
uh, some younger receivers. I'm just, just going to give you guys that are being ranked, not not drafted, but ranked near him. David Bell for the Browns, KJ Osborne, Nicole Hardman, John Mechie, Paris Campbell, DJ Chark, Curtis Samuel, Jacoby Myers. Like, I'll flip any of those guys for Michael Thomas and just because if it doesn't work out, and I know six games in the season that he's just not healthy and he looks like he's washed, you cut him and you move on. But if he hits, I could see him being a an eleven hundred yard, six touchdown receiver as a number two somewhere else. Yeah, I think I mean the the biggest difference there between Michael Thomas and the names that you mentioned there are that you know the ceiling's much higher with a Michael Thomas, uh, at least for the time being that I can project for any of those other receivers. Exactly. I just think it's more likely that he becomes a useful player in your lineup week in and week out than any of those other guys. So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for making lockdown dynasty your first listen today for your second. Listen, check out the lockdown NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights. You love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked on NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday to talk about the Titans, Browns, Jets, and Patriots. Kate, you and I are going to finish out the week talking about the Packers and Commanders on Thursday, Steelers and Lions on Friday. Busy, busy week as we get you ready for the championship games in each conference. Go follow Kate on Twitter. Uh, at Kate Maju. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your week. We'll see you guys next time.